0: Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, and I am here today for a very special podcast with, of course, my faithful and lovely co host, Dr. Millicent Ravello.
1: You also did not say diminutive. I did not.
0: my napoleonic complex and diminutive co-host no just kidding
2: that's me (laughs) you're very big and your presence is so beautiful and large thank you
0: and today we have on a very very good friend and very awesome actress from many many things but of course known for her role as one of the princesses in bill and ted's excellent adventure kimberly cates
2: hello everybody how are you doing I am feeling quite excellent to be here and excited to talk about all these things.
0: Yeah, well, we're excited to talk to you because you know this is this is a topic that you know we we were just talking Dr. Avello and I about the Millicent, which is <laughs> going to be the new trademark name of the operation where we do the mid face lift, lower lids and brow together because oh. she had this about two you
2: years ago amazing well thank you it's the Gorgeous. Millicent <laughs> the Millicent. The, the natural. Millicent's really working for yeah, Millicent yeah it's very, very natural, natural looking yes. beautiful
0: thank you yeah we we I obviously have called the natural lift that because of the way that I hide incisions and, it, and Millicent was kind of like that's I don't dull. know how else to do it <laughs> I only know how to do a facelift that way because that's yeah. all I've really seen is how to hide those incisions whereas what we're seeing now is very very common are, you know, very large scars um, in the hairline on the forehead to do the brow lift, which is easier, of course. You know, if mm-hmm. you cut right here, then lifting is very simple, but it leaves very visible scars. And my concern is my, my patients, and I, I'm not speaking for anybody else. You can cut on the face all you want. For my patients, they don't want those scars because they want to be able to wear their hair up mm-hmm. and they don't want visible scars that they have to concern themselves with every time they put on their makeup or go out. Of so of course, that's,
2: yeah. That's I the saw thing. something horrific where somebody stapled somebody's face all up. Like oh. tons of staples after a facelift. It was on somebody's Insta recently. It was some doctor. It was horrifying. And how that, had-
0: that may have been the hemostatic net.
2: It was terrifying. Oh, yeah, maybe
0: so it probably wasn't staples what they're doing now and I I Don't do this and I'll we'll talk about this on another podcast But what that is is they're sewing the skin down to the underlying tissue and the idea is that it prevents hematoma for bleeding under the skin mm-hmm. and puts the skin in the in the place where it should be Not a lot of downside to it. You take the stitches out of three after three days and supposedly not a whole lot of scarring However, there is some scarring from it, and that's been mm. my issue with it, is my patients, and, and I do not speak for anyone else doing facelifts, hemostatic net all you want. My patients don't want scars on their face from that. No. I can't risk it. Mm-hmm. No. It's just not It's not going to work.
2: No. Well, this looked like it would definitely scar because they actually look like staples. It does. I can see and, that. And, and, it, yeah. and it really looked like the face was just going to have like tons of scarring, and yeah, I, I think it would terrifying it looked like a horror movie yeah yes it does it looks like Hellraiser yeah <laughs> it, <does. laughs> it, does. it does it does when I see this it reminds me do you know that um Terry gillum film Brazil and the woman like has all those threads pulling up like in a million places yes that's what I think we've become
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> honestly
2: true. I really do think that and it's um well you know why I'm here is because yes. I don't do you, mean, do you want to do an introduction on it?
0: Well, or? why don't you tell us about it? Because you've had some, some issues okay. with some of the procedures, obviously. Yeah. You're in your, obviously, we're all trying to look our best. And mm-hmm. as this is Hollywood, this is Beverly Hills, We have I have loads of actors and actresses through here
2: who want to keep
0: looking as fresh as possible. And you've yeah, had well, some I was, issues.
2: I've, I'm a producer now, so I'm not even in front of the camera. I do in front of the camera work when I do red carpets for China and so forth. Um, and... I really hadn't paid attention to my face for a long time because I hadn't been in front of the camera and then I started to get um, a lot of offers to do things with Diane with Fabellant Heads so I had to start thinking about being in front of the camera and I started seeing some photos and I wasn't happy with the way my face had looked cuz as an actress I always cared for my skin from my like late teens I would say 19 I started doing abaji peels I had perfect skin no blemishes no nothing You know, I got, I would get carded, like, you know, even when I was 40, even now sometimes I still get carded, but I had perfect skin. And so as I, you know, got older, I noticed that my face got hollow in here. I had hollowing in the cheeks. And I did have sculpture once, like when it, like a long time ago. And that seemed to, but my, my Nana was like, why is your face so fat? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, Nana. Well, it's like, she always, you know, she was always critical of my weight and watching me like a hawk. And then she saw a fat face and that like, ah, I'm not getting sculpture ever again. (laughs) Um, But the, so what happened was I got really hollow in here. um, And then I had somebody put filler. I thought it would make me look younger if I had filler a little bit lower, but it it looked weird, and I was dating a doctor, a surgeon. He was very patient, he didn't say anything, but then I saw some photos I thought looked strange. So then I think it was around 2018, I went from my first threads to this woman, Shala from Laser Center, She's great. She just did one thread here and I think one here, and I saw my face and I literally cried. Mm. I was so happy, I mean, I could like get emotional just talking about it. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen my face look like that for so long. But nobody tells you at the time, you don't, I get facials like once a month or twice a month. If you rub your face or you do RF, radio frequency, it ruins the threads. Yeah. So the thread, the thread effect is gone in like literally after a facial in like a week, your, your, fa- your face By the way, those threads aren't cheap. No, no, it's not. And no. there's well, all sorts of threading people that are out there. I say,
1: let's uh, just break for one minute and discuss what threading is. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. so we have some background to what you're talking okay, about. Okay, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so threading, um, sometimes you'll see it in magazines or, or on TV as like, Um, You know a lunchtime facelift or something like Mm -hmm. that and what it is it takes these threads which by the way, is not novel This has been around for decades, but they've sort of come back in style With a newer version of threads and the ones that are used now are a dissolvable thread That's inserted anywhere around the face, but usually in places that will provide a pull similar to a facelift So along the jawline around the cheeks the eyebrows and that goes right under the skin It's literally threaded under the skin and then it's pulled under some tension. And in doing so, it has these little barbs on the thread that grab the skin and sort of pull it up with it. And so the idea is that you get a little bit of a lift Mm -hmm. through these threads. And they're not designed to Take the place of a facelift, although some people would advertise that it does, um, and it's not permanent. So usually it lasts nine months ish, and then as really? the threads yeah. dissolve, mm-hmm.
2: the face falls. Again. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. But in your yeah. case, <laughs> no. In my case, they were dissolving quickly. Yeah, and then, um, like I said, I go to a really great um, facialist in Koreatown, and I said you know, do you know of somebody? So she referred me to somebody in Koreatown and he's supposed to be a very good doctor. And instead of doing like the single or double like big threads, he suggested I do a bunch of little threads. Hmm. And so he put hundreds like, of little needles in my face. And then he did it like three weeks later. He's like, you need to come back. Because he said, it'll fill your face. You don't ever need to use fillers or anything. Just use these. And then what happened, and I don't know if it was because I did... um I did that, but it didn't really give me a lift. It was supposed to give me volume. It was supposed to be, and I don't know if it's accurate, that the threading material is what sculpture is made of. Is that accurate?
0: Yeah, it could Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it could probably be. a PLLA, which it is, is a polylactic acid polymer. And, and yeah. It, well,
2: it's supposed to dissolve. Right. And so what happened is then I went to this other, another threading place that was recommended to me that does like a nice lift but they do it better because they do more threads, the single big threads. And so they did like, they did right in here, they did like four or five, like right in here to give me a lift because I had a little bit of volume here. But what happened within about mm, three or four weeks, well, I had noticed before she did it, I started having like these little bumps and look at, you can see on my face, look at all these little bumps. Yep. Right under your cheekbones You can see all my, under all my skin, like, I don't even see. I have all this little bumps and scarring and that was three years ago and i have and i literally went back to shala from laser center i showed her my face and she's like oh my god what happened to your beautiful skin and she's like oh my god her her son is a plastic surgeon and she called him he's like you won't believe what somebody did to her skin what her face because i have so much scarring it was so pot marked it looked like i had a really severe case of acne Mm. And I don't know if the big threads hit the little threads and then the threads coiled, but you don't know what's going on with threading and I don't recommend it. And I don't recommend it for somebody who has thinner skin like I do. So what Shala did is she really helped me with it. She put Sculpt on, I done Morpheus 8. Like the entire COVID, I spent time doing PRP, micro-needling with PRP, um, Morpheus 8, which helped a lot. Sculptra, which helped a lot because it was really bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just thank God I could wear a mask to cover as this side is worse. This side has a little bit, you can see a little bit of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You see? Yeah. And I am terrified because Dr. Calvert is going to take the scars out for me, which I'm so grateful to. You.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I don't know if I can take them out, but hopefully we can make them better. You're going to make, the make them idea. better.
2: I mean, and that's the thing is like, you can. I think you're going to like open my face up and like a whole sewing kit's going to fall out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that may be the case you know I
2: literally (laughs) think there's so many weird threads and things that happen because I haven't done any threading since that time it's just all been correction 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 and it is better I mean it was good enough that I could go to events and so forth and nobody saw it and I kind of put my hair down and my photos are okay I could use like a little bit of filter and it's fine like it's it's okay you
0: know yeah it's I mean if we didn't know you with your previous skin, then nobody would say anything about
2: right, it. Right. The it's just that because you lived in
0: California and you've had some sun damage. That's normal. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it looks like from here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I actually, I think superficially, we can treat that with some resurfacing, some very mm-hmm. light and easy resurfacing. Yeah. Which we want to be, you know, judicious about because again, we don't know what's still under your skin. Hmm. There could still be that those threads can last a long time. Mm-hmm. The absorption time could be. They, they say, oh, it's six to nine months. Well, it could be two years. It could be three years. We, yeah. we don't know. And the and, other and thing we'll
2: see. The other thing is, like, when I pull up my face like this, I can still see the lines. And a couple of my friends who work in beauty and marketing, they said they would never do threads because some of their friends got the threads. And then when they're talking, they can see mm-hmm. the lines moving. Yeah, there's an animation deformity because the threads are
1: static. They stay in one place, but the rest of your face sort of moves around it and you get this obvious demarcation of where that line is.
2: Yeah, it's 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 strange. So you have to be really careful with them. I think people with like a thicker skin or a fattier face can handle it better than people with thinner skin. I, I really love Sculptra. I think Sculptra is an awesome filler. Um, and I think like if I were to go back, I would do Sculptra, Morpheus 8, um, like a little restalin on the cheekbones, like, you know, a little bit of like our, our, what is it? um, Is it Restylane? Or what do you guys use, Volume Voluma. Voluma.
0: They're all hyaluronic Hyaluronic acid. acid,
2: Yeah, Yeah. I would just use that because it's dissolvable. Yeah, and I think the Morpheus Eight is awesome. I think CO2 lasering is awesome, and you get a great effect, and it could last. You know, you could do that a long time before Mm -hmm. actually having to do any kind of surgery. But I love the. I loved what the lift did. It really reminded me of like when I was in my 20s or 30s, when it like how just it lifted. It looked so great. I literally went to my car and was taking all these selfies. (laughs) I was like, oh, no filter, no nothing. It looked awesome. But it's great. But if how much money and time and emotional upset I've had over this whole experience and trying to get help for it I would have rather just done a natural lift on my muscle right here and yep. and I would I would have saved so much time and effort time. I would have made more money as you know working because the time out and you know the whether you're red or you have bruising or your face is swollen from these other procedures um it would have been a one-off with just like getting a muscle like my muscle lifted without like I don't even know if I needed any skin cut or anything I just needed like a muscle lift Right, Um, and that's
0: what we're going to do is we're going to do a subperiosteal, basically upper facelift where the incisions are up on the, basically here, which is about a half inch back from your hairline, Mm -hmm. on this little crest, which is called the temporal crest, and the incision is maybe an inch, and it's hidden in the hair, I mean... Can't see them I'm looking at Yeah
2: you right look amazing us. I would never ever know You had I mean, anything they're in there. Back. You gotta go, in, you gotta you gotta go, go Hunting them. for them yeah. yeah
0: But but the hair yeah, Goes back really through it you look
2: gorgeous Well thank
0: yeah.
1: you yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean If you've ever Listened to these podcasts For any length of time You'll hear me rail Against all sorts of things And, and to be fair We are plastic surgeons Doing a podcast So our
0: Yeah we our, like operating our, <laughs> I know <laughs> you
1: guys Like operating. Is operating a little bit Surgery skewed <laughs> Okay But what I've yeah. always a What I always say Is like I don't like things That camouflage The problem. I'd rather just Mm. fix the problem. So I'm very judicious with fillers. I do like things like the Morpheus and things like that, which Mm. will actually tighten the skin Mm. and give you that lift. And then, of course, surgery I'm a big fan of. Because, yes, exactly what you said, you can do all of these lesser invasive procedures, spend a lot of time, a lot of money, and then at the end of the day, you might have just been better served going straight for a surgery, mm-hmm. thinking it all at
2: once, and then moving on with your life. No, it's so true. And I had I known what I know now, I would have definitely done it. I thought I could, you're trying to cheat time, you essentially. You yeah. You're cheating time by doing it. It looks great temporarily, but you know you're going to be back there in three or four months. Right. The thing that I'm concerned about, Dr. Calvert, and this is going to be like an after you do this procedure, is, and since you're a doctor to you sir my concern is when I pull my face up, there's like these marks here like when my skin's kind of hanging down you can't see the marks but when you pull it up i'm wondering if there are threads in there or if i'm going to need further help like with a fat transfer or Sculptra, because there are like these indentations like i have acne like acne scars see when i go like that
0: well with the with this subperiosteal lift basically i'm lifting the entire thickness of the cheek off of the bone Mm-hmm. So, the skin doesn't get pulled. What happens is I redistribute the entire cheek and the this area here, the submalar area. I see. This whole thing gets elevated with uh, a device called the endotine device. I either use sutures or the endotine. For you, I'll probably wind up using sutures because you mm-hmm. don't need a big, heavy device. You don't have big, heavy cheeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll use those sutures to lift the cheek, lift the side of the... Uh, of the orbit basically the, the cheek skin here that's over over the the bone of the cheekbone and then all the way up into the forehead. Mm-hmm. And with a series of those sutures, I get a massive lift without stretching skin. It's oh, not I a see. skin lift.
2: I see. It's this a so, composite this is a, so when even when you lift this is like this part if I have any marks here it, it's, they won't show. They won't show.
0: No, this is what you're doing is called finger surgery. And finger yeah. surgery, you know, finger surgery stretches things. That's different. So finger surgery. Yeah, I know. Never I used to watch good.
2: my mom always doing this in the mirror the whole time. I'm like, why is she doing that? <laughs> yeah. now, now I understand. understand. Now I understand. Yeah,
0: so finger surgery is not what this is. Mm-hmm. I lift the entire cheek mass, which does translate through the skin. Basically, your entire cheek and and the brow and the skin of the you know sort of on its way back to your hairline all of that moves north probably by about a half inch uh-huh. and so it redistributes the cheek mass and that's what makes it look very youthful
2: I see that's what the threading did right somewhat. the threading did that right. on, on uh-huh. a very
0: temporary basis right this is being done down on the bones so that and, and I'm over the cheekbone and down onto the the masseteric tendon which is this this chewing muscle here that entire composite cheek lifts up through mm-hmm. a small incision with the guidance of a of an endoscope so it's done under under direct vision but it's a minimally the incision's this big mm. you know and it mm-hmm. is it's a, a big operation done through a very small incision and people say well, why doesn't everybody do that i said because it's hard it's actually a hard operation it's I not see. people don't want to do it they'd rather cut on the skin of the forehead mm-hmm. lift the skin and pull it up and then the patient, which is easy and very accurate and looks nice, except for the scar. Except right. that you have a very visible scar in your hairline.
2: Here, oh, mm-hmm. which
0: I, I, look, I don't like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That is my opinion. Those who do it, good on you. I, it's not a problem, but for my patients, they don't want that. Mm-hmm. If I do that for you, then the hair up thing is over.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, yeah, that's then you're just no
2: self-conscious of another scar. That's on not your good. Face. Yeah, on your yeah, face. Like
0: this, this mm. Right now, I would be looking right at that scar on Dr. Ravello. Oh, wow.
2: I mean, right they do here. have great lasering and microneedling and all that, still but you scar. could still get... It's still yeah. a scar. And yeah, it's still a scar. from this distance, it's
0: visible. Mm-hmm. From this distance, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, from 10 feet away? No, it's not. But... For now one, distance, one other
2: is. concern that I have is um, because of the scar tissue here, it's the skin's very tough. Like you can't put like a 30 gauge needle, it won't barely go in. Mm. When you put the device in there, is it strong enough that it can actually, cause it's the scar tissue is thick here from the, the needling. Yes. I mean, and do you think it's the actual putting so many needles in the face that could have caused the scarring or do you think it was the product on the needle itself. I don't know. That created all these like little weird bumps. I think it's the product itself creating a ton of scar tissue
1: underneath. Uh So you may or may not still have a sewing kit in there. But (laughs) but most of that's probably dissolved. But what's Mm -hmm. left behind is scar tissue that's not pliable. It's firm. And it creates these indentations and pockets of fullness that scar down and full and scarred. Exactly. And so it's... It's not that there's still product in there necessarily, although there may be. Mm-hmm. It's that the tissue itself probably because you had so many of those little tiny threads placed? Yes. it just caused this scar
2: reaction in the whole area. I mean, I would never, in a million years, know to like even that was a thing to do—is put a bunch of threads in your face for volume. And anyway, it was—it you know—was shocking when it happened. And I didn't. It happened relatively quick after he did it because I remember I had had to go to a big event and it was in January of 2020. And I had done it like in October or November, 2019. So it was all right before the pandemic. So I was literally had all these bumps on my face during the pandemic. That's why I did so many treatments with the Morpheus eight, with the li- a CO2 laser, with the Sculptra and the PRP. Those were like the four things that really helped it. Cause it was so bad, but I had this um, red co- big event, this really big event. And I was taking photos with a lot of celebrities at the event, and all the pictures, it looked like I had all these shadows on my face, mm. Mm. like these dark spots all over my face, which was so weird because my skin never photographed like that. And then I started. That's when I started realizing that it had left all these scars and all these. Because that's what it does is it leaves like shadows yeah, everywhere. Yeah, these
1: indentation The indentation, the scarring.
2: Creates shadows. Yeah. So then I have these photos with the, all these indentations out there. And it's just like, oh my goodness. But it was so upsetting because, like I said, I took care of my skin my whole entire right. life. I was really diligent. I'm not diligent or disciplined about everything in my life, but I certainly was with skincare. And so when this happened, I just, I wanted to share my story so nobody else has to go through it. Yeah,
0: uh, it's tough. Yeah, that's I mean, hard. It's really distressing.
2: Yeah, it and is because it was like it. <laughs> It was just like there was no solution you know and that's the thing is here I am with I was dating a surgeon he's amazing he did notice at first that it really looked good on me he's like yeah it totally looks great it makes sense to use those surgeries because although he doesn't use that when he does surgery he's like it makes sense to use that and he could understand how it work how it would elevate the skin and so forth he thought it was a great idea at first because he saw that it created a beautiful effect but then he did notice he's like what's going on with your face right here so he's he pointed it out and i was hoping nobody would notice but of course he would notice it and again it it got worse before it got better and i went to even some like really famous dermatologists and they were injecting it with like a chemo kind of medic whatever they do yeah. whatever that chemo the thing five is a few probably Yeah. yeah and they and steroids you. and different things to try to like shrink the scarring yeah. and all that did was like Indent it more. Mm -hmm. So that's why this woman Shala from the laser center She's the one that did the sculpture on it and it really 50% like better after she did that
0: Well, I think at this point, you know, we'll we'll move you up, you know and get everything looking great But I I do think that some superficial treatments and more Mm Morpheus And maybe some fat grafting, you know, because that may that may help a little bit too, just to kind of help smooth out all that stuff that's under the skin that's causing that but I think when we move this north, mm-hmm. you know, and we go up with it, it's going to look a lot better. I think you're going to be very okay.
2: happy. Okay, so, all right.
0: You know, we'll we'll get it looking good. That uh, well, that you are a genius. <laughs> well, I, I do d- think
2: you're amazing.
0: I, I just I just work here, but uh, thank you. Um. <laughs> no,
2: I think your work is really outstanding. I really <laughs> do. I'm not just saying that because no, I no, I, I, no. I really mean it. You you do a great job, well, thank and you really you. care about your patients.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I I think you know people are trusting me with their face, and I mean, look, you know who who I wind up operating on, these folks are, their face is, you know, a huge part of what they do, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, a, a plastic surgeon or an actress or a, you know, whatever, a lawyer. I have, For some reason, 20% of my practice is lawyers. And <laughs> <laughs> more lawyers as patients. Like, if you need a lawyer for anything, I got <laughs> them. I, they're, they're all my patients. They're here.
2: That's hilarious. Well, I don't know. Are they even... Maybe they're in the courtroom. It is a sort of a theater there. Oh, yeah. right? It's a performance. That, you sure. know, you want to look your best. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I have. I mean, my lawyers are very concerned about how they look because they're, you know, they're concerned about that the Botox not be too strong because they have, they're, you know, they're yeah, I mean, course, and they've got to, they have yeah. to emote. You know, yeah. they've got to right. put on a show. Right. It's part of the deal. Uh, but we really appreciate you sharing your story. It's very yeah. really important. Yeah. Let me ask you a question though about uh-huh. uh, about your Bill and Ted's. Actors have they all kept up looking as good as you? I mean, Keanu looks like a—he like looks, looks amazing. Like he's like eighteen years old. That guy. I don't know what he
2: does, honestly. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a long time. I've seen Alex more recently. Yes, Alex looks. Alex looks like a. They have very boyish qualities about totally. them. And when you have that boyish quality, it's like it doesn't matter what your skin looks like because you're still so young at heart. Um, Diane's the same way. Diane's kept everything really natural. Um, I did try talking to talking her Uh, to her about doing some things and she would consider it in the right situation. Um, But yeah, when I went to the Bill and Ted's event recently in Cancun, everybody's like, you look so young, what is your secret and all that? I'm like, just don't look at my cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at all the scars. Um, But no, they were so sweet. I think the Bill and Ted's fans are literally like the best, most fun. And like all that whole 80s, like 80s and even 90s, like is so popular right now. And it's such a fun era. Both eras were really fun. At least I had a great, time in the 80s and 90s they were the best um, but yeah I um, everybody like it's sort of just the young at heart making you feel young kind oh, of yeah. thing and it, it does keep people looking just so vibrant and that vibrancy like some people that are young with great skin can seem really old right but you it's know true. you know yeah. but it's because of their attitude and Keanu and Alex and Diane I can say all have a like, I look at them and I still see them, you know, as 20 year olds, so.
0: <laughs> For sure, I mean, uh, I saw a funny uh, thing on TikTok with Keanu on his TikTok and said, what is Keanu Reeves doing? He he, he looks so young, he must be a vampire. And then he was like, hmm, you know, kind of like acting it out and then he was like, and He picks up a big wrench <laughs> and it sucks Oh, that's and hilarious. with like the blood in his mouth. It was it was really funny. That but, is
2: funny. Yeah, he's he, he's a funny dude. Uh, he's but, funny. You know, he's really he's got a dry sense of humor and totally. he's he only lets a few people into his world. But he's really really cool. He's such an artist and. Yeah, I I think he's kept things pretty natural and pretty real. It's kind of his whole vibe. So I don't yeah. think he's done too much. If he has, be like really minimal, like probably just using his blood as a <laughs> facial, like, right? Because I mean, that's... I mean, yeah. Jared Leto PRP. talks about that. Doing yeah. the PRP or PRF yeah. is like awesome for your skin. It's like, I yeah you know, I was pre-med in school. I could draw my own blood and I have a centrifuge. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: there you have it, folks. That's <laughs> why she looks Home so Home PRP, that's the next fad. Yeah,
2: I know, but don't <laughs> do it. Huh? Don't I was pre-med, I, do have a, I did do phlebotomy. Mm-hmm. I have, like. I still have the nightmares of all the girls poking my arms 10,000 times <laughs> trying to find my vessel. <laughs> Learning on each other. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had uh, my classmate uh, put a, like, a huge hematoma on me when mm-hmm. she like, yep, drew it. For sure. In fact, yeah. you know who it was? Mm-hmm. It was Anna Kwong. Who's a USC faculty.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's my classmate at Cornell.
0: Um, Do you have any questions for us? Anything that we can answer for you?
2: Um, Well, you know, I think there is like still not like, I mean, I think when somebody says like facelift, they think of like this windblown pulled look, kind of like really horrible. Like when I've heard, when I hear it, I think, oh my God. But I see, like I see your face, for example, I would never ever guess. But now it's so different than like even... 20 years ago, 10 years ago, where you lift the muscles now and it's more of a natural lift, right? It
0: it just depends on who you go to and how it's done. And pretty much, I mean, I know guys that do very superficial facelifts and they make them look great. And I know guys that do deep plane facelifts and they make them look great. And I know the opposite of both of those two, people that do both those techniques and they turn out terrible, they look very strange every time, but you know, some patients, as we talked about on our Natural Lift podcast, some people really want to look weird, and, it, they, do. and they go, they do, they, they want, want people to, look to
1: done. know they've had a facelift. No, so, yeah, yeah
2: I just want to look natural. I don't care. Everybody's going to know that you know you lifted this and helped me with this situation, sure. but um, I just want to be. I just want to look natural. I don't want. I want to go back to more my natural look before all this mess happened. Right, um, and you know if there's a bonus of like. Looking a few years <laughs> younger, I'm not going to complain.
0: I mean, you do already look very, very young. The thing is, is you want to look vibrant, healthy, and normal. That's sort of my that's my vibe when I do facial aesthetic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we said some people really want to look weird. We coined it the mantis lift. Mm-hmm. I mean, they want to look. look like bugs. They, uh, they, yeah, they just they really look strange. Super I mean,
2: pulled eyebrows up, cheeks yeah. up, all hollow and
0: kind of tight. Kind of just
2: I don't know. I mean. Is it because they're trying to look like an anime character, or <laughs> is it they're trying to look like a cartoon? I don't know. Is it? I think they think, the, think tighter, it... the tighter the tighter they're pulled, the
1: better the facelift they got. Oh, know? really? It's like
0: a, yeah, I've told mm. I told a few stories on that podcast about you know people coming back you know to famous surgeons saying nobody knows I've had a facelift. Pull this thing tighter, or I'm gonna you know ruin you kind of stuff. And then they had to make them look strange, and oh, then they were gosh. very happy. But you know my theory is that those people that want to look that way are all aliens that are metamorphosizing so that they can find each other <laughs> oh, they're,
2: they're, and get together they're the and go lizard back to the people planet. well i just went That's to right. alien con and i like <laughs> mm, <laughs> makes sense now now you get yeah, it see now you sound some people they were there. yeah they were there well they weren't wearing masks so i thought they were um, <laughs> there you have it i have a question for you i yeah. i dissolved all the filler in my face okay and i like my face better without the filler yes i really do i like yeah. i mean this is my face with no filler in it and i haven't had botox in a while i was going to ask you i shouldn't do botox before this no. Not,
0: not right now we'll do it afterwards i i use botox as part of the healing so once everything's where i want it then i'll uh-huh. take out uh some of the muscle muscle movement with botox to really enhance the healing
2: oh interesting so,
0: yeah. i i have a oh. lot of tools there like i said this this is a totally different experience than getting it done somewhere else it's mm-hmm. just i i'm i have a whole thing that i do and that's why i've kind of had to had to bring it forward that way because uh I mean it's why I'm speaking at the uh, the German Society or the German Academy for Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons in 2 weeks and they asked me to come because they said we we want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. We we get it. We we are tired of seeing these big scars all over and it can be done this way and you need to tell us about
2: it. Yeah, that's great that you're just, you're teaching other doctors to be it's it's basically being more efficient and if it does take some more work, I mean it's yeah, I understand, because Dr. Lee, I was with somebody that doctors preferred to do hysterectomy rather than his procedure, so I totally understand. He does the, you know, he does the assessive fibroid procedure, and so I understand, like, there is, doing something new is very slow to turn in the medical world. It is, yes. mm-hmm. and I've yes. been doing
0: this since 1997, <laughs> as a matter of fact. I mean, that's yeah. really when I, I took to the endoscopic upper facelift, uh, really from the guys who pioneered it at Emory University, Rod Hester and... and uh, Clint McCord and, and Fawd Nahai, who we were talking about earlier, you know, he's he's at the point he's retiring from his editorship of the Aesthetic Surgery Journal. But Fawd was the one of the guys at Emory who really espoused the concept, of these minimal incisions. And I was a very impressionable medical student at Cornell in 1993, watching these guys do these big operations through small incisions. And I just said, that looks good to me because I didn't like the, like I grew up in New Jersey and around around New York and New Jersey where I was, people got some pretty bizarre facelifts in that day. Yeah. they really did. They looked. Wacko. That was the
2: time and the place. It yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> and it
0: was it was skin lifts. It was.
2: That's what I. That's what weird. I like. That's the thing that I was like always terrified about. Like even the word, because I just think like this windblown look, and it's just like yeah. yikes you yeah. know the corners of their mouth are like up by their ears no i <laughs> literally saw somebody that i knew and it wasn't even that long ago i'm like oh dear what happened you know
0: <laughs> and it's still going on
2: today you know it's it still is. and i just you know there are so many alternatives like that's what i was trying to do because i tried keeping my face as natural as possible and doing all these natural methods and having no surgery on my face other than a broken nose when I was really little. Um, But that, you know, trying to keep everything as natural as possible for as long as possible. But if now it's like advanced so much, just like regenerative medicine is advanced. I mean, this is also... I see doctors using like PRP and stem cell mixtures and fat mixtures and all these really interesting, more holistic approach along with the surgery, which I think is like what you're talking about a little bit yeah. like using the Botox um, after to make the muscle suspended from doing whatever it's doing so it doesn't contract. Exactly. Yeah, I, I totally think that's a, the way to go. And I think that minimal scarring is like what people prefer, absolutely.
0: You would think so. I mean, you would I just uh, I I That's kind of why I'm making a lot of noise about it. That's, yeah Well, you why should I, why uh, I yeah. appreciate you coming and telling your story.
2: Yeah, and I just want other women to know that threading because oh, Even like recently before I came over here I I wanted to see if there was any like when I searched Google does threading leave scars No, it doesn't it dissolves right mm-hmm, into mm-hmm, your skin. Mm-hmm. I'm like this is no, not doesn't. true. And so I just don't want anybody else to like, have all these like, you know, hundreds of little bumps under their skin and it's like literally pulling my skin down right here. Yeah. And I just don't want anybody else to have to go through what I did because it was a lot of unnecessary pain and suffering in my home alone during the pandemic. I still had a great time, um, but it was, I was very, very creative, but I just didn't really want to see anybody. And I was glad that we weren't seeing anybody because I was dealing with this issue. Yeah. Well, we certainly appreciate you
1: telling your story. And yeah. I think it's really important to get that out there mm-hmm. because even though it seems like it's a non-invasive, like quick lunchtime fix, like these things have real problems and potential complications. It's not a benign procedure. Exactly. So I think you telling that story is really really helpful.
2: Yeah, and, and it's not doctors being sour grapes or anything like that with like oh don't do threading cuz you should do surgery. It's really because it did damage my face, it did damage my skin, and now I'm having to do the thing that I didn't want to do, which is to do surgery, but now I think it is such a better choice than having to do like the lift every 3 months or every 6 months and the whole process, I just wish I would have done that in the first place, um, but yeah, I mean, that there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, you, when you're doing the threading, you just don't know what's going on underneath the skin. Like, nobody's using a scope to see, well, what's happening here? Are there like little threads that are like jamming into the big threads? Are they having a party yeah. in here? Are they all mixing and dancing in my face? Are you know? Are they? Are they, like, are they coiling? Are they fishing in there? What yeah. are they, What are they doing? You don't know. I don't know don't what's know. going on with these threads inside my face. You know, I I think that like I said, you're going to open my face, and that's what I want you to do. Is I want you to see if there are any threads. Like, make a little pile for me because I'm going to take photos of them.
0: <laughs> I'm sure there won't be, and I won't be in, I won't be in the space that they're in unless I. Wind up there, which I was going to say, back in the day, Dr. Ravello, uh, before you were probably in medical school, these threads were around. But they were made out of permanent suture. They were made out of proline, which is a a plastic polymer that does not absorb.
2: Oh, wow. And
0: so I would go in to do an actual facelift, you know, and there would be like these barbed proline sutures that I'd have to fish out of the face. And they were always surrounded by a good scar sheath. So they do make scar. And even mm-hmm. if they absorb, they're still gonna make this scar sheath, which is what I think we're seeing under your skin. And you know, quite honestly, I'm, I'm happy to not be going there because mm-hmm. it, it, that is going to, it, it could scar down in a very yeah. awful way. So doing a composite lift for you is more beneficial mm-hmm. than having to go through all that scar that's under the skin. I think we should treat it, mm-hmm. but we shouldn't treat it by, by cutting it. I because see. the way that it could scar down
2: Be horrible, 10
0: times worse.
2: Oh my god, really? Yes, that's probably why when they were injecting that chemo drug, it scarred, it looked like it scarred down, it like flattened and looked strange. Yeah, it, well, We're gonna make it you look great. weird. I may anyway. do a little
0: fat grafting. You know, we've, the fat grafting I think could be very helpful for that. So I'll probably put a, you know, 10 cc's of fat kind of all throughout the skin as like a like a pr basically a aggressive PRP treatment to help smooth all. Oh, that. I
2: love that. Yeah.
0: So I'll probably add that in there as just a you know a little bonus for the, just to try to smooth that out. But I think elevating it and getting mm. it in the right position is going to really. Really do I'm
2: really excited and I thank you so much for doing this and thank you I yeah I I, yeah I think surgery is much better than it ever has been and much safer and I'm really looking forward to this I'm a little nervous I'm not gonna lie I I you know not I haven't had many surgeries in my life so I'm a bit nervous about it but I'm I trust you and I and I just tell. I've told you everything that I could about this so you know, fingers crossed, and hopefully I'll be back to show the results. Oh,
0: you better be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Stay tuned. Yes, yes,
0: you will be back. Trust yes. me. <laughs> we, we, we believe in survival surgery. <laughs> so I think it's, it's a good idea.
1: Yeah, yes. We're, we're going to go
0: for that.
2: Okay, you? good, good, um,
0: good. Any other um, comments, Dr. Avello?
2: Nope. I'm. I think we hit it all. thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank again. you. And really, your face looks just outstanding. Oh. Well, I know a guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And our guest has been Kimberly Cates. We really appreciate you coming on. Yes. Thank Thank you you for
2: having me. Thank you.
0: And this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself...